1: and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Podcast, starring Dags and Johnny Rage. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is a powerful American pop culture podcast. You know, Johnny Rage, I want to welcome you to the show, but before I was just thinking when we were off air, do uh, dudes at Rob Banks, do they still wear nylons over their face? (laughs) Remember that? Remember that used to smush their nose down all the way? (laughs) You know, do they wear like uh, yoga pants now? No, what they do. Remember, they have. I want to their... rob a bank wearing yoga pants. <laughs> what is. How about the uh, the robber eye, ba- eye
0: uh, glasses or whatever you like from uh, A Christmas Story? That's oh, oh yeah. The black. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can't tell who that is. He's got that black. The <laughs> hamburglar.
1: burglar. <laughs> exactly. They don't have any of that anymore. They don't have cat burglars. No, they don't. You know, back in the day, there was kind of an honor among thieves. Mm hmm. You know, your cat burglar. He would, you know, sneak in and scale the building and steal the diamonds. There's always a satchel. Of, why do people always have satchels of diamonds in a little velvet, like a royal crown royal bag? Good but anyway, now, now it's just it's just violence. Now I I remember used to like you'd hear in Detroit, oh, they have this thing called carjacking. And I'm like, what the heck is that? So they used to steal cars, kids would steal cars. Then they're like, that's not enough. We gotta the ante up the ante and we're gonna just bust in while they're driving. And then they did that with burglaries, home now it's home invasion. They need to get back to like very romantic crime. Yeah. You know, it goes back, it stems back from the Roman Coliseum times.
0: Every Sunday they'd have their matinee would be the Christians would be getting eaten up by the lions. But over time, it wasn't enough for the crowd. They'd actually start booing that when the, it, the blood and guts wasn't enough, so they would always add something to it. Um, they'd go out there where the guy cut his hands off so he couldn't defend himself at all. So they always were trying to up the ante on some devastating, uh, tragic way to keep the crowd happy and still ye- yelling and cheering.
1: You know, watching TV, I watch the TVs a lot. And I got a pro tip for you guys out there, what all is the it? friends, the flock of Amish. When, you, when you're watching TV and one of those sad dog commercials comes on, mm. you know where they have the dog, it's all mangy and yeah. matted, and it's limping with one leg.
0: Is that where you give a, a penny for a
1: week and they can eat for a lifetime or something? Yes. What you do is you turn the sound down on the TV, okay. and then you play Wham. The jitterbug. The jitterbug. I mean, that, that'll cheer you up. Because even if it's some mangy dog, when you hear... George Michael, God rest his soul, singing the Jitterbug. Yeah, but we get sad, All is good. We get sad knowing George Michael's gone. No, I just I celebrate his
0: life. The, so does, Sh- do, choose life. Do you get excited when you see the Jitterbug commercial for that phone? You know there's a new phone. It's got the big numbers on it so seniors can see it.
1: It's not a new phone, but I'll tell you the Jitterbug is wonderful for texting and driving because it's, it's easier to see. Okay.
0: So if you have the Jitterbug commercial on, do you put mangy dog music on for the Jitterbug commercial? Does that make sense?
1: Don't overcomplicate my humor. Just
0: don't. Just enjoy it. Can I ask you a question? You brought up watching TV. That's an old person thing now. The young millennials don't watch TV anymore.
1: When I say TV, that's short for television. I don't know if you realize that. Wow. But the TV is what I'm looking at. Maybe even life is TV. My phone is TV. This uh, Amish wooden monitor is TV. Okay. Everything is TV to me.
0: Okay. But now... Can we talk about cutting the cord? Do you think you could... You have uh, cable, correct?
1: I have an Amish-based cable. Do you think you could get by without uh, cable? Live off the grid?
0: Just totally or just not cable? (laughs) Well, let's go to question number one. Could you absolutely...
1: Could you go without television? And how long? I would probably get into small plays. I would act things out, like like puppet shows. (laughs) I'm very, I've been into puppetry lately. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: You're my puppet on the show. I, you're,
1: you're learning well. Thank you. Oh, Kermy.
0: There's the Kermy. I want to count how many times we hear
1: the Kermit voice. You got to drink. <laughs> Every time I do the, uh, the generic Frank Oz slash Jim Henson voice. They both had kind of this going on in their voice. No, but
0: the big thing now, cable TV is losing mass numbers. 2016. The biggest exodus from ca- people cutting the cord, and I've been researching this. I um, ordered the Amazon Fire TV. You've been studying, researching, researching, studying. Are you familiar,
1: Almighty Dags, uh, with the Amazon Fire? I'm familiar with everything, but when you are when you're on this show, you remember we're this is a family together, right? It's just not me and you. It's the entire freaking world. Thanks, you son. So. I'm just going to assume I don't know anything because I, I really know everything. I'm very omnipotent. Okay. Just just know that. Omnipotent. Okay. Yes. Omnipotent. If something happens, you should always say, what would Dags do? What would Dags do? Yeah. All Let's right. Let's see. So there's
0: bracelets, WWDD, what would Dags do?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: By the way, we had uh, talked about this last week, that time frame between Christmas and New Year's. I think this is the first day I've been out of my pajamas in about a week and a half. Are they Zubas? No, but what age does one stop wearing pajamas? When did you
1: stop wearing pajamas? About an hour ago. <laughs> Do they still have the cool uh, the poop flapping back? You um, need to rebutton that up. Are we, like the lumberjack guys? Are yes. Yeah, it's, you
0: know, I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> the poop flap. <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah, but what do you notice how you, you go to the, the you 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 progress with your pajama selection. You start with the onesie when you're a little little infant, and then you get the one with a feed on it. It's nice and cuddly. And then you go to the two piecer, and then you go to is it sweatpants, and then you eventually end up in just plain underwear, correct? Isn't that the natural progression for
1: pajama pajamas? Yeah, that I, I like that. That's a powerful progression. Are you a pajama wearer? You know, they, they went into the micro fleece. Mm-hmm. And I don't do micro fleece. I do macro fleece. Okay. I want very coarse fibers just ripping into my flesh. I don't even know what that means. Ouch. Micro fleece. Well, anyway, I don't know how I got on the pajama topic,
0: but I was just thinking to myself as I'm looking at myself as you're speaking, I'm like, wow, I actually have clothes on. It's been pajama day for the last two weeks
1: hello friends if you're a first-time listener of this powerful podcast we do stream of consciousness compliments of aspartame it's not a weak stream it's a very steady powerful stream of consciousness well that's a perfect segue because we're talking about cutting the
0: cable with streaming okay um right now there's a lot of great options out there can i talk a little bit about uh streaming getting cutting the cable you can't but i will let you thank you very much because i uh, right now i have direct tv they are not officially sponsors of this program, so I hate to throw that out there, but they will be soon, or I will cut them. But right now, TV, on average, with your DVR and everything, costs roughly about $125. Well, there's two brand new, well, they're not so new, but there's Sling TV, and there is PlayStation Vue, which is out there. And I'm possibly thinking about uh, cutting the cord here. I, I had a, you have to get a PlayStation, excuse me, you have to get the Amazon Fire TV, and you run it through that. And it's supposed to be a phenomenal uh, replacement for cutting the cord. And I'm going to give you complete details, excuse me, details on that next week. Is that okay?
1: Yes. Okay. I mean, they have Apple TV.
0: They have a lot of different things. There's a lot of options out there, and those are only going to get better. What I would really like to see here in the United States, they do this over in Europe. It's an a la carte menu of things. You get to you it, get to pick. Is that French? Um. Menage a
1: trois? No, it's a la carte. i could be. I just want to let you know my favorite band is Depeche a la Mode. All right, continue. Thank you. Um, any more Kermit voice
0: stuff? No. Okay. Um. Anyway, in in the UK, they actually. Uh, by the way, why when you go to the UK when you when you buy shoes it says UK thirteen, America twelve? Are their feet? Different? Are their feet always just naturally an inch larger than ours?
1: I don't know, but I, I assume you go to the BK a lot, looking at, <laughs> looking at that giant gut of yours.
0: Oh, we've already started. <laughs> Commence firing. Like I've always said, Dags, does that help you to... I mean, You I, have
1: always said that. Come up with something new. No,
0: I got it. Okay, I'll stop right there. Anyway, can you explain this to me? Why does the UK have an inch bigger than us? You know, I mean... They're always, their shoes are much larger. It's always, if you're in the UK, you're a 13, here you're a 12. Do you ever think about stuff like this?
1: We have a huge listenership in the UK, United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. The Brexit boys. So if you're over there listening right now, please tweet us out. what What's the deal with that? I mean, they they do a lot of weird things in, over there. They add the U to color. They have, you know, weights, stones and pounds sterling. And mm-hmm. we love the British though. We really do. There's nothing cooler than British people and Australians. Because of the way they talk? No, it's just they're cool people. Like everyone I've ever met from Scotland, you know, the UK, Australia, they're just cool. They're all like in the laid back and they're in the same wavelength, the groove. It's like we're all brothers.
0: Really? That's a resounding uh, uh, compliment to our people just over the pond over there. Am I cool? Do I qualify for one of those cool people?
1: Well, you're, you're kind of like a tag-along. You know, you're kind is, of like,
0: hey, guys, wait for me. <laughs> wait a minute. When you say tag-along, that's a cookie. <laughs> it is. Is that the I Samoan? I am always thinking food. Do you, you have tagalongs here? Are you hiding them from Wh- me? Which one is that? Is that the peanut butter one? No, that's the, well, yeah, the tag-along has peanut butter. Uh, it's covered with chocolate. It's a w- crispy wafer cookie inside of it. And there's a little, I think,
1: a little caramel touch to it. Caramel or caramel? It, to me, it's caramel. When you're trying to press people, it's caramel. So when you eat cookies, you don't eat them. You just eat a sleeve at a time. Right? <laughs> well,
0: those thin mints, how don't you? I always ask the little girls that tell them to me. Now, how many sleeves are in that box? <laughs> I don't even care about the... And they're making those things smaller and smaller every year. The thin mint, you can't even call it thin mint anymore. You have to call it micro thin mint. It's called micro-thin
1: mint. Let me ask you about the, the Girl Scout cookies. What's your thoughts on that where they're at front, the front of a store? They're almost kind of like ambushing you to buy their stuff.
0: Well, I do the same thing. I am uh, part of the Knights of Columbus. That's a fraternal Catholic association group of men. And we do the Tootsie Roll Drive. And we do get complaints. Uh, have you ever been to a store around Walmart, the big major box stores?
1: Yeah, because they're in there and they have the, you know, the cute little girls and then the, the Minnesota moms and, mm-hmm. hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. And, and what are you supposed to do if I don't, I don't want it or you're forcing me to buy it?
0: Well, I think what happens is it's supposed to kind of soften your heart, and obviously it's not working for you, but the cookies soften your heart, and then the more you eat, they soften your belly, okay? And I am a testament to that fact, but I can. T- is what ha- here's the, the natural progression. I've used that expression twice today. Someday when you have children, they're going to be in the same predicament, and you're going to be that person in front of a store, and you're going to have compassion because you're like, oh, crap, I remember doing that for my kids, and then you'll buy because you already already did that, so that's that's why you're doing it because you've been there, done that,
1: but is it a competition? I mean you could just donate money to your local knights of the Templar or whatever you're in correct you can we can do that, but a lot of people don't want to just sit down and write five hundred dollar checks, so you have to do a fun but let me ask you this though it, it, it's kind of like dance moms, I mean it's very competitive right
0: no if, if, no not oh, even oh
1: come on you 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 don't look at the numbers and like you did four hundred boxes. Well, when you talk
0: about, um, I did have children also that were Girl Scouts and they sold cookies and I hated it. And, um, what I liked about the Girl Scouts was they actually started giving you the cookies and then you would sell them before that you used to have to take the order and come back. It was miserable and I didn't care. It's just like girls sell as much as you can. And then it goes into their account and then it helps the whole troop do things over the course of the year. You know.
1: Let me ask you this. If you if you don't do shit and don't sell anything, do they look down at you? Look down upon you on your Dags, you've never done shit and I've never looked down upon you. I
0: wouldn't think of you that way.
1: Never, ever. Never. Look at this powerful thing I've created. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast. Literally and figuratively, and what's another cool word? Come up with something. The most powerful podcast ever created. How are you guys listening to this show? The best way to listen to this powerful podcast is to subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe, please leave a review. Five stars is the best, and then you will unlock secret Easter eggs. Also, we're on Stitcher Radio, which is a cool app that's on everything, your phones, your tablets, your, even your car. It's everywhere, Stitcher Radio. Also, we're on Instagram. I want you to enjoy us. Follow us on Instagram, Amish Baby Machine. And if you want to talk to us real time, I'm literally on there and figuratively in one other cool word, 24-7 Twitter. And our Twitter handle is at Amish B Machine. Amish, the word Amish, letter B machine. We're there. Please follow us. You should subscribe now.
0: The ultimate unification of pop culture and comedy. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast. You know, earlier we were talking about uh, offline escape rooms. There's a new facility that opened up here in a local town of our friendly little metro- metropolis. Um, they, have an ex- they have the go-karts. They've got the laser tag, all the same old, same old. But they have this escape room. It's kind of cool because do you understand what the, the preface of an escape room is? Once again, tell you, the you, listeners. But you know everything. Yes. Okay. But I enjoy the moment to talk. Thank you. Well, what they do... There's many different versions, but this particular place, I like their twist. You go into this room. It's kind of like Clue. You go in with like a group of of eight people. The escape room. The escape room, yeah. But this one, you get like an hour to do this. And you have to solve these clues to find the key to get out of the room, okay? Clues are placed throughout the entire room, but you have to work as a team. Kind of like the movie, um, what was Saw? Do you ever watch any of the Saw movies? Yes, the popular horror movie with they, the cool puppet. Okay, but well what's cool about this place, they added a zombie chained up. And every five minutes, uh, the chain is released so he gets closer and closer to you. So while you're trying to solve this, this the ability to get out of this room, they added the zombie who's in the room chained up. But as time passes, the chain gets uh longer and longer and longer and he slowly has the ability to get closer and closer and eventually the, the mindset is that he'll grab you and, and and it adds the drama and the heart pounds and you have to quickly do the solve the riddle to solve the next riddle to get from point a to point b to unlock to find the key unlock the door and get out
1: now is this something i would enjoy uh i would believe so okay do you do you like to solve do you like drama well i'm friends with you do you like to be scared No.
0: Do you like riddles? No. Do
1: you like to go out of the house? No. (laughs) So these escape rooms, not to be confused with the Escape Club, powerful 80s band.
0: Wild, wild west. The wild, wild west.
1: Yes, sir. Let's do 80s song of the day. I want you to pick an ultimate 80s song. Oh, boy. There's so many of them.
0: And again, I, my 80s is 77 to 92, right? Does that work, or does it have to be an actual 80s song? You know, I just heard today, on the way over here, on the way to the Amish barn, what year is this? Amadeus, Amadeus, oh, oh, oh. Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus.
1: Falco, An 1885, Amadeus dies, or something like oh, that. Oh my God, you, you don't know anything. <laughs> That's powerful, though. Falco Rock Me, Amadeus. What year? What year, almighty one? 1985.
0: There you go. There's my song of the day, Amadeus. It just we just rocked it.
1: I loved uh um Derek Commissar, though. Remember? Don't Don't turn turn
0: around. Uh-oh. uh Uh, oh
1: So that was originally uh Felco did that, and then it was recorded by After the Fire. And that's the version that we all know and love. You know what I did a little run with was Total this Toto.
0: I have Alexa. You know that we talked in depth about Alexa. And I'm like, Alexa, roll some Toto for me. And uh that's a great band. I
1: mean, they did some good, cool tunes. What are some they? tunes that you love?
0: I love the rain of an Africa, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's all the type of things are things you never had.
1: There, you know what's cool about uh, Toto is what? See, when I like a rock song, I like, I like solos. You know, I like the drum drum fills. I like the guitar solos. But what's cool about Toto is they had cool keyboard solos. Yeah, not as good as the flock of seagulls, though, is it? Or uh, um, Pet Shop Boys. Oh, Pet Shop Boys. But, I mean, you, you like Rosanna. Rosanna. Remember that keyboard solo in that? Yeah. Yep. And, and they had, uh, that's why I love the 80s, too. The, the keyboards, the synthesizers, the keytar is fantastic. Or I like Hold the Line by Total was too. Hold the line. Da-da-da-da-da. Love isn't always on time. You know what you ask me? Because
0: you say you're this big band. Guy. And big bands don't usually roll at the keyboard.
1: Big band, first of all, use a proper term. Okay, I'm
0: sorry, big band wouldn't be 1930s swing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you like rock bands. And so to say you
1: like keyboards, that's kind of contradictory a little bit. I enjoy the rush. And Rush has powerful keyboards. Okay. And a powerful drummer. Yes, you may have heard of them. Mm-hmm. That reminds me I was at a rush concert once, and there was this drunk dude behind me and Neil Piritz on the drums and doing his epic drum solo. And this drunk guy behind me, Getty Getty He's just yelling Getty. It's like, no, it's not Getty Lee, it's someone else in the band. Uh,
0: so do you still have that concert T shirt? Are you were you a concert T shirt guy? I never had the money. Do you remember yeah. even back then it was They're like, like 80 dollars for yeah. a T shirt? But guys would always buy them too small to like, really to show their guns. They always if they just, they should have had like a double XL, but they'd always. Roll God, I, I
1: wish I did have T I would have bought T shirts back then. How cool would that be to be rolling the
0: rush shirt today?
1: You know, like you know, like the nerds do now, where they keep everything in boxes and all mm-hmm. comic books and bags and acid-free backing. Yeah, if you had the T shirts like mm-hmm. hermetically sealed,
0: you know, just, you, yeah. You know, what's making a big comeback. Also, too,
1: is vinyl. Vinyl records. It's been a while. You can look over there and you can see our powerful techniques turntable.
0: Oh, I thought I was looking at Jesse the Body Ventura box. Okay.
1: Listen, Jack, have you seen the latest vinyl? No, that'd be cool. You know, I was just thinking about the 80s, what we took for granted back then, Mm -hmm. the music, the bands. I mean, Mm -hmm. every week there'd be some cool concert Mm -hmm. or the movies. I mean- like I think it was like nineteen eighty four. I mean you had Terminator, Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, one after another, these great movies. Yeah, I I you are lost in the eighties. I mean, if you're in a time machine where you couldn't get you back,
0: you you'd love those eighties for some reason. I didn't fall I, I I enjoyed the stay,
1: but I always look forward to the future. Okay. You gotta move on, dude. Okay? But the beauty is that's why I, the whole Donald Trump thing I think is great because I feel he's bringing back the 80s. Yeah, you, you have mentioned that. He's bringing back the rage and everyone's getting all butthurt. See, I feel it's going to be a renaissance. I feel that his powerful presidency is going to force the artists to create new movies, new music, to get off all the nostalgia. I mean, yeah, that's irony, right? I mean, I nostalgic about all the old stuff, but I do want some new ideas. Yeah. Like every movie, every like we were talking about everything is a sequel or prequel or a reimagined remake. Make some new stuff. Yeah. We talked
0: about this last week, but I am going to bring it up again because offline I was just talking about the Hunger Games, and it was a book. I know it was, but um, great movies. Uh, new new not a remake. Um, original storyline. Um, and it's not from the 1980s either. It was uh.
1: I'm going to watch it because I am a powerful alpha male, but I will scale it down a bit and sit down and watch your movie. Oh, no, you'll enjoy movie.
0: You really will enjoy it. but
1: um, I will give you an honest opinion. When can we count on that honest opinion? Soon. Very soon.
0: Okay. Well, you're talking about Trump. Right, yes. Go ahead.
1: Did you want to say something? I'm looking to. Are you doing a powerful segue? I was trying to, but if you have something else you want to add, go ahead. No, but because I feel you are – I'm kind of like the master. Mm-hmm. I'm – and you're kind of like the apprentice, so go ahead. Okay. Speaking of apprentice, did you like that?
0: I liked, uh, you know, apprentice to me is wore off. It's run its course. Um, Trump had done it for many years. I watched the first couple of seasons, even when Trump was doing it. I had enough. They, you, you understand the, the premise. They have to go off and do their little tasks.
1: Well, they had the they had the apprentice for years, and then they had Celebrity Apprentice. Right. Yeah. Um. I get a kick out of it. You have these celebrities
0: who make big bucks who are groveling to Trump. Um, who's the one this past episode? Who's the gal from uh, Jersey Shores, the popular gal that everybody talks about? Snooki. Thank you very much. Snooki was saying how nervous she was. I'm like, are you serious? How, I mean, it's not like you need this money to feed your family or anything. This is just
1: for fun. How could you be nervous? You know how tall she is? Four and looked- nine. Isn't that amazing? Four foot nine? Four foot nine. Okay, she survived. The... She is petite. Don't, uh, spoiler alert, if someone's watching. Can, I, can we say the, the uh, catchphrase that Arnold used? You can. I mean, that's what everybody was
0: waiting for. I think everybody just sat for episode one just to hear, well, what's Arnold going to say? And it wasn't shocking what he said. You can probably even guess what Arnold said. You're just an Arnold fan. I'm going to leave it for you. You're terminated. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> And then they, this time they go up by helicopter. So I can't say, almost, I almost said who was it that... Uh, come on, everybody saw it by now. No, or, they didn't. Or on demand. No, people but want to enjoy Get it. to the chopper. That's how you leave is by choppa. <laughs> or it gets dropped. Oh, but I, they'll, they'll continue the season. They always do that. They just sure. drag these things out. But I would be shocked if it uh, makes season two
1: with Arnold. So apparently the ratings were horrible. According, according, to, according to Trump. <laughs> yeah, but part of that was... They had the Rose Bowl and some other stuff going on. So the ratings were not as good as they theoretically could have been.
0: Well, I think it's, like you said, it's recycled. Um, there's nothing new about it other than there's a new host, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, you you nailed that. We talked about this many episodes ago. Arnold, I don't view him as a successful businessman. However, the guy is, was a governor, but he did very well in Hollywood. Now, if these were uh, budding... Uh, actors, I could see Arnold maybe stepping in, or or bodybuilders trying to make it to the next level, but him as a business executive, bringing people into the boardroom, I think they really miscasted uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger for that role.
1: Yeah, the whole thing is The Apprentice is about the the flashy businessman, and correct when, he, when he, like even you said, bring in Mark Cuban right. would be a like... be, would have been a better match. He's more of a Mark Cuban's more of an entrepreneur entrepreneur, uh, you know, uh, business tech kind of thing, but it still would have made way more sense. In fact, they could have they changed it and made it more of a, you know, kind of a Google, you know, uh, Silicon Valley type of show where you bring in the young kids and they become the next, you know, Elon Musk kind of computer slash genius dude instead of doing the, the New York, you know, boardroom business with Trump. They could have done some spun a different way. While oh, we're on the topic of TV, did you watch anything New Year's Eve? Do you watch any of those shows like Dick Clark's Rocking New Year's Eve or CNN has them? And you know, every channel has their own reporters there in Times Square. Right. You know, they uh obviously New York is an hour in front of us.
0: So the older you get, can't we do like a uh Australian one where it's like nine in the morning we can all just go to bed at a regular time I. <laughs> you know but yeah I watched of course the, the Mariah Carey debacle that made that's trending right now everybody talking about uh, the microphone trouble was it her was it the production company uh, was it the way she handled herself well the
1: thing is anytime anytime you dance or any of that they lip sync it mm-hmm. I mean it goes back to Minili Vanilli when they won the Grammy and they took it away, well, they didn't even sing it originally. Correct, yeah. So, I, you know, I cut them a little slack on lip-syncing. When you're doing it live, they want it to be perfect. A lot of people, they they think of the album cut and they want it to sound exactly the same. Even though it was singing, I mean, sometimes you, you put a little different life into a song and make it sound different. But when you have some overproduced track like Mariah Carey, you know, with her high-pitched falsettos, She's not going to hit those anymore when you get older, so you want it all recorded. But I think the problem is her reaction to it. She started complaining about the monitors, and then she you know, went up to the audience and said, here, you sing along, and then she just kind of gave up on it. Right. She didn't, so, even to, it, she didn't even do
0: But is it better to do that? You ever notice when people screw up? I mean, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade comes to mind always when they all pull up on the carpet, and it's a big promotion for the Broadway musical, and they're lip-syncing that. And when they screw up, it's really bad. Did Mariah Carey do her, do a favor by just stopping and, and admitting, all right, this is lip synced. This is foolishness.
1: No, I think she should have stopped. She should have said, hey, guys, we're having a little technical glitch here. Just give us five minutes to get it back, and we'll start up again. But it was live on TV, so is that worse? Is it the show must go on? I mean, I don't I don't know what the right thing is, but I think the way she handled it and said she was – you know, got hacked basically in Dick Clark and it was sabotage and when you start saying all this weird stuff about it, then it starts getting goofy. Instead of saying, you know, shit happens, it's well, live TV. You were probably just watching the Nude Leopard uh outfit that she was wearing and that didn't even matter. Did anybody
0: even watch that? No, Johnny Rage, you, you enjoy Mariah Carey. I think my Mar- Mariah Carey is extremely gifted. She's uh she's uh got has a wonderful voice. Absolutely. No, but I mean the outfit you were you're, I mean that's when that when that, that when that sprung on everybody's like oh did you hear what Mariah Carey did she screwed up singing it's you're like I wasn't watching her
1: singing <laughs> I didn't realize she stopped poor Nick Cannon <laughs> did you watch America's Got Talent did you yeah. ever watch that show I oh, love it
0: yeah I absolutely love it it's out what really bothers me we did talk about this program it, we always talk if we, re-talk we about re talk about we I just get it. deal with it just deal with it I just gave you that powerful hand motion. What I hate about America's Got Talent is they have some fabulous acts that you've never seen before, and they're really cool, and it never fails when the season is over and it's the last episode, it's a comedian and a magician. It's like, are you kidding me? We just saw these motorcycles go 50 feet in the air, triple death spins through fire, or this dancing troupe that did these incredible things, you know, to lights. And and, it, and then all of a sudden we got the magician. The Let me comedian. ask you this. Instead
1: yeah. of a fake competition, should it just be a variety show? Would you like that? And every week you just had a new act? I mean, they have a million acts to choose from, from different cities. Would you rather have it like that? Do you want to bring back the gong show? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> God, I love Chuck Berris. <laughs> the gong show. What a genius, Chuck Berris. I mean,
0: if you think about it, Simon Cowell is the genius. He just stole... Because they got the three X's, you know, when you're doing the America's Got Talent. You get gonged. If you're horrible, they give you the buzzer, you know. Gene, Gene, the dancing machine. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's... What
1: a coke fest that show was, wasn't it? Great
0: TV, though. Absolutely great TV. Recycled uh, um stars on there. And it just uh, bred to Simon Cowell with his America's Got Talent. The guy he, just never stopped, Simon Cowell, just you producing. You are dreadful. <laughs> yeah, he actually... um do you think he was better than... We talked about this. I forgot what you said. Um, the DJ. Uh, the guy from New York. The DJ from New York. Uh, Howard Stern. Uh, gosh, I can't remember a thing. Yeah, Howard hey Stern. He know. He know. I, th- I thought it lost its appeal when Howard left. When Howard left, I left. Me and Howard are like a, a package deal. So
1: I mean, Howard Stern is, is the best. I think I, he is. Too I right? mean, there's no better than the Howard Stern show. Yeah. I did like him on there. The problem is maybe... I don't know, it's G-rated, so he can't be full Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. But he was still Howard Stern. He was still. I thought they had great chemistry,
0: all four of them. Um, I thought it really lacked this year with Simon Cowell. I mean, I think of Simon Cowell. Everybody thinks of Simon Cowell as the curmudgeon judge on the um, American Idol, which is now done, finally. Thank goodness. How many seasons did that last?
1: Well, it's, it, it became all about the judges and not who won. When I saw I mean you can't tell me any all you can tell me is Ruben Stuttered and you know Clay Aiken and then it just kind of fades away, uh who is the country singer? I'm not into country music, but oh. she didn't even win and she's huge now, but Right, right.
0: When I saw Ted McGinley rolled in as a judge, um for uh God, he's I, awesome. you knew that this thing had run its course. Jump the shark. Jump the shark, you know. Ted Ted McGinley. <laughs> Ted McGinley's kind of a, a joke we always say whenever a sitcom back in the eighties was was
1: heading for uh the, the Cutting Room Floor or whatever, they'd bring Ted McGinley into to bring. But he was in. fantastic in Revenge of the Nerds, one of the best movies ever. Very good. And the summer of 84, I believe, so once again.
0: 80s, powerful yes. 80s. Do we have to drink? I said the word powerful.
1: Yes, you must drink. That is a powerful drinking game for this powerful podcast. Every time someone says powerful, enjoy the beverage of your choice. Speaking of powerful, we have a powerful segue alert. Nunez,
0: Ronda Rousey. UFC fighting last did, week. Did anyone actually pay for that fight? Oh, there's a ton of people. I'm sure. Do you think
1: they actually paid for it? You know well, how everyone watches it on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Well, you're not going to get that feed during the fight. Absolutely not. No, I know. I realize that, but I'm just saying people wait. Like, oh, I'm going to watch it on. Twitter. Well, I
0: know there. Thank goodness there was one person that bought it because then they dished it off to YouTube. But I know the person that I watched the YouTube feed from, he, he was saying, I don't know who it was, is somebody just recorded it with their phone and then put it on Facebook. But he's like, oh man, I paid all this money for 48 seconds. So somebody did. One person I know actually paid for that
1: fight. Well, it's the whole Mike Tyson thing. Remember back in the best decade ever, the 80s? The 80s. When his fights would last like a half a second. Yeah. You <laughs> come we- out and do the bull rush and do the uppercut, and the guy was just knocked, rocked, and. Done. Well, that's what Nunez
0: did to uh,
1: Ronda Rousey. Here's the deal with Ronda Rousey,
0: okay? She, she, they always say, oh, Ronda created the sport. She's such a legend, you know? But I kicked her ass and she's done. That's what Nunez says. They all want to, just like when she lost to Holm, same thing. Holm said, the first thing they always say, how good she was, what she's done for the sport, they want to show respect to her. But here's the deal, Dags. You're off for over a year. You got your ass kicked, okay? You're getting $3 bucks. $3 million. $3 bucks. Million, you come back to the arena, and you make it 48 seconds. Are you kidding? What, what have you been doing for a year? I mean, there's been no training, I guess. I
1: mean, she just walked into those punches. Do you think that she lost a little bit of herself? Like, you know, when you're, you're riding high and they get your ass kicked, do you, do you lose a little bit and you can't come back? Well, being the Rocky fan that I am, that's happened to him on several
0: occasions, and he always bounces back because that's the inspiration. To get back to the top, Ronda Rousey, you almost should refund everybody their money. It looked like she didn't even want to be out there. She didn't come prepared for that fight, or the sport in in a year and a half has just absolutely passed her by.
1: She wasn't moving at all. No, well she, I mean she got rocked. It it reminds me of well, Tyson and uh, Lennox Lewis was kind of a, not not similar, but in a way that Lennox Lewis had these super long jabs, super long arms, and he just keep them out of distance, and and she just Jab Nunez jabbed her and, and rocked her, but she should—I don't know—shoot in and and she's known for her submission holds, her judo, her arm bars, but mm-hmm. her boxing skills are,
0: you know. And Meriwether even asked if she needed help training to be a boxer, and she said, "No, that's not my—I'm not a boxer," and um she should have probably taken him up on it. But the, here's the thing: you're right; she's a judo expert, supposedly. And that's how she wins. Well, she was in the Olympics, so. Right. You got to give her props. She knows judo. Well, she knows judo. And, and I say supposedly. What I mean is, where was it? I mean, she didn't even attempt it. You can't tell me. Everybody's like, well, she never got close enough because she was throttled. But being a judo expert, you have to execute and find that opening and go for it and use your strength. That was a really, really disappointing battle between those two. I thought that would go much. I didn't, say, I didn't necessarily think Ronda would win that. I had no idea that would go in forty-eight seconds.
1: Yeah, you under the last fight, you know, she took a kick to the head, and once you take a kick to the head, I don't think your brain is ever the same. So, I think maybe she was shouldn't have come back at all. It was just money that brought her back. You know, I just you just see Mister T in your in your head or Ivan Drago. You know, throwing the damn towel. <laughs> you know, you I must you, you. you got to be a little scared. Yeah. There's I mean, no it's, it's well, like when you're fighting Tyson the first time, whoever f- fought him, I mean, scared, scared, scared. And then he went up to Buster Douglas, and granted, Tyson was out of his head then. He had all that legal stuff going on. Man. So Bust, Buster Douglas rocked him. And then once you get rocked, you know, you, you have to second guess yourself. Well, they
0: always say, the, what's the worst fight of any professional title holder? Their last one, meaning the one that they lost, because they shouldn't have been there. They always try to get one more. It's usually about a payday, is what boils down. And for Rhonda, that was pretty. They said that when she lost to Holly Holm, that she was absolutely devastated, even talked, contemplated suicide. I don't know why you would take that to that level, but when you're contemplating suicide over a loss like that after a very successful career, to me, you're not in the right frame of mind to probably come back. I don't think she should. If I was her manager, I don't know if I would have uh, talked her into coming back into the ring. I don't think that was in her best interest. It was the best interest for her pocketbook, there's no doubt. She didn't do any
1: press? After or before? No, I mean, that whole year, she just kind of went underground.
0: Yeah, I was going to say because her face got pressed into the knuckles of oh, Nunez. You know. Too
1: soon. Yeah, that thing turned into an eggplant, didn't it?
0: Well, that Nunez, I mean, let's face it. Would you want to meet that gal? Would you want to meet her in the... in the? I mean, she, she'd devastate most men, I think.
1: She's a... She's a pretty hard, rock, and solid comp- competitor. So, Just, yeah. I mean, it was 48 seconds. It reminds me of when I, I... I did pay for one pay-per-view when it was... uh Wait a minute. Pay for pay-per-view. Okay, go ahead. That's like an ATM machine. Mm-hmm. When you say that, or a PIN number. Mm-hmm. It's kind of redundant, I'm sorry. Exactly. Just bear with me.
0: Is a small town in Iowa redundant? I
1: mean, don't we all kind of figure there's all small towns? Go ahead. I'm interrupting. But I did pay for a pay-per-view of a Brock Lesnar fight with Kane Vasquez. I was all, you know, a lot of t- you know you can watch it the next day, but I'm like, you know, it's coming on. I'll spend a little money. I think it was, I don't know, God knows, 50 bucks or something. But I was going to watch the show. I had everything set up, my chips and my, uh, my drink, and I'm ready to watch it. And that thing, it was, lasted longer than 48 seconds, but it was over and I got pissed. How long did that last again? Did that go Oh, ahead? God, I don't even know if it was around.
0: Oh, it didn't even go to a second round?
1: Yeah, I, I'm i trying to remember the exact time on that. Yeah, that was
0: that was billed as a pretty big, epic fight. It's kind of like Super Bowls. You
1: wait all year for them, and then there's the, actually that blowout happens where it's 45-10. Something. Would you rather have a nail-biting Super Bowl or a blowout, even if it's your own team? How would, now, Let's say the Vikings. They've been in the Super Bowl four times, never won. Would you rather have them... Play whoever that you think would be the two would be the ultimate Super Bowl matchup for the Vikings. You but would like to see Boy, anybody at this point. Okay, um, can we play Green Bay? No, we can't because they're in
0: our same conference. But to answer your original question, what I gather from what you said was, do I want if the Minnesota Vikings were in the Super Bowl, would I want it to be a nail biter? Or what I want it to be a blowout. Yes. First time a blowout. Absolutely a blowout. Just get in there and let's win this thing. And then it doesn't matter. We just have to set a precedence and get one Super Bowl victory. And I don't want it to go down to the bitter end with a field goal kick. No, let's do first game New England Patriots,
1: Minnesota, and we blow them out 45 10. How's that sound? God, the Patriots are a great team though, aren't they? Tom Brady. You know why do everyone has to hate on winning teams? Like I remember back in the Cowboys, Troy Aikman, mm-hmm. and they're like, ah, "I hate them," but they're winners. Why is that? The Yankees, people hate on the Yankees. A lot when of people hate me. I'm just a winner. I mean, that's how we roll. Exactly. We're just winners, exactly. <laughs> well, the, the, here's, the, Trump.
0: Here's, here's the part that bothers me about the Cowboys, America's team. Who says that they're not my team? And you kind of get the Cowboys are kind of jammed down your throat. You better let, we're America's team. They build themselves as like the United States is 100% behind them, no matter who they play. That bothers me about the Dallas Cowboys. You go to Tom Brady. Tom Brady, probably one of the best quarterbacks ever, no doubt. Talented individual. Beautiful wife. every Millions of dollars. Wonderful. Good for him. Deserves it. You just get sick and tired of continually... Because you're in your own hometown, your Minnesota Vikings struggle, there's a bitterness then. You know, the first time they're there, great, we'll all cheer you on. Your 10th time, okay, we've had enough of you, buddy. We want our championship. We've had enough of you. Please go home. That's what it is.
1: Now with the Cowboys, are you a little bitter because of the North Stars, the Stars taking our beloved hockey team?
0: Well, that's no reflection upon, upon the Dallas Cowboys. Now, if you were to say, "Am I bitter toward the Cowboys because of that epic failure of a trade when we got Herschel Walker back in?" I'm terrible with dates. I'm gonna say that must have been late. Get Google Bland this when we trade, but we got Herschel Walker and in exchange. We gave like a record number of number eight, one picks, eight hundred draft picks. Oh, well, I mean, that's what it was. And what happened? We actually built that team. Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith, and that, they were. It was their glory days, and um, the Vikings haven't recovered
1: since. That's what I'm bitter about. To be fair, we had the one run of Herschel Walker where his shoe fell off. Good point. That's a very powerful. <laughs> Isn't that point. funny. We had the one.
0: That was it. It was like a 99-yard run, too, if I
1: recall. In Her- Monday Night Football, Herschel Walker is another guy on paper that should be unbeatable. I mean, the guy's just like a perfect physical specimen. He had a neck like 80 inches around. Yeah, but you got to remember, you're running against guys
0: who are perfectly physical specimens themselves, and it's not that easy. I mean he
1: was he was basically like a like a point and shoot, you know, just plow through, but it, it never you know, he couldn't didn't make the cuts, you know. Would you rather have like a Emmett Smith or a Barry Sanders? Well, type?
0: Emmett Smith, definitely. The guy who would cut on a dime, turn left, turn right, gain big yards. Barry Sanders, shifty kind of individual. I always
1: thought Barry Sanders was gonna come back, talking about hype. I just thought that way, and he never did.
0: No, he didn't. But uh, Barry Sanders, doesn't that remind you of like a Motown singer,
1: the, the name like Barry Sanders?
0: Yeah. You'll never find, dun, 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 dun. Um, but anyway, so the Cowboys, I'm bitter about them because they gutted our football team, or they didn't, but Paul Lynn, the guy at the time, gutted our football team. We've never recovered, I don't think, to this day. They won a Super Bowl. We're crappy. Multiple Super Bowls, yeah. And then Norm Green comes along, drags our Minnesota North Stars out of the state, and runs down to, of course, Dallas, and all there's the Dallas Stars. But
1: it's brilliant though how everything stars in Dallas, you know, the Lone Star took, State. Yeah, so they took the North Stars and turned them into the Stars. Well, they actually did that a couple of years before they left. They did, and re, and we predicted it. Remember, we predicted. Yeah.
0: How, who are the people that didn't know where they were going? You know, Mike
1: Madonna and yeah.
0: yeah, great teams back then. You know. A wonderful facility, but you know what? They were replaced, and we have a, a brand-new—well, they're not so brand-new anymore, but the, the Minnesota Wild. How about the Minnesota Moose? Oh, I loved them. Went down to several of their games down at the old Civic Center. You know, The Civic Center was renowned for one thing. One of the rare hockey venues where all of the hockey boards were plexiglass. So you could see through the lower, the lower point and the higher point. 100% plexiglass. You don't see that. You never see that again, and you didn't see that often back. Why? Then. So you could, it, was, it was for line sites. To be no, listening. I realize
1: that, but why have they changed?
0: Advertising. You can't put advertising on the boards anymore. I mean, there's no point of having it Sure. be clear because you can't put the Frito-Lay potato chip uh, um, commercial on the, on the board. That's the number one reason. Word. But now they're getting really cool with the CGI in and, and sports. They're just putting these anywhere they want to. They're putting these advertisements. You know, so they probably could still do it and put those uh, CJ advertisements throughout the the stadium. But um, Minnesota Wild has replaced, of course, our beloved Minnesota North Stars, and they were on a rampage—12 games in a row, just losing two games ago to the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, am I bitter about Dallas going down to, uh, or excuse me, the Stars moving to Dallas? At this point, no, not anymore. It was, it was a hard pill to swallow when we didn't have, we didn't have hockey, and then Norm Coleman brought us to Minnesota Wild. But even when the Wild were in their early years, they were not good. It was professional hockey, but you'd go out there just to watch the other teams. Now we had 12 games in a row. The Columbus Blue Jackets had 14 in a row, an epic battle at the XL Energy Center. The stage was set for the Minnesota Wild to go 13 in a row. And here's the thing about the Wild. Every year on Q. They have this January plummet where they lose seven to ten games. Frieze gets injured, and they just about put themselves out of the playoffs by the time January is done. And so I saw that setting up. Dags. They were they lose to Columbus, which wasn't that big of a loss because of the fact Columbus had fourteen games that they had just won in a row. Minnesota had twelve. Columbus wins, however, I thought Columbus won by a much wider point margin than I thought they should have. Then we roll into San Jose, uh, two days ago. While they're down two rip, they're flat. It's looking like, oh boy, this January, this, it's happening. Here we go. Two games. But the, the wild Koivu gets two goals. Um, Stahl gets two goals. And uh, I forget, or Parisi gets a goal. We end up beating them 5-4. A huge, huge win against San Jose. And they righted the ship quickly. And we will continue that today. To see what the Minnesota Wild can do. So, do
1: we need to cut some games? Are there too many hockey games, or do you enjoy that many?
0: You know, we had this conversation last week—not you and I, but we talked about across the board: baseball, 162 games, um, hockey, 82 games, basketball, 82 games. They never will, because with each game, it allows more concessions and more commercial. No, rating. I know that. I know yeah. that. I, you know, if- like
1: the NFL is losing viewership Mm -hmm. and that has to do with a lot of different factors that we've talked about before but do you think they need to change something do you remember when hockey when they were trying to get wayne gretzky they were trying to get it popular for people that Mm -hmm. you know not like people from up here where Mm -hmm. you know pond hockey they they did things to to change it visually like the Mm -hmm. like a lot of people can't track the puck so -hmm. they put the tracer around on that do you remember that failed
0: miserably yeah what they did was it's kind of a pop culture. It's kind of a culture. Uh, um, there's a sp- Hockey was a, a niche market. In Minnesota, the Minnesota Wild were big, but you'd go to the Great Plains states of the United States or even southern states, and there was no hockey teams
1: at the time. Well, think about it. I mean, you're skating on ice. Correct. How can someone relate that lives in California?
0: Right, but what they did then, what was really big in gaining momentum was NASCAR. NASCAR, by far, probably the most watched, we'll call it a sport, uh, over football and everything else. What the NHL did was they took the people that marketed the NASCAR and brought them over to the NHL to try to give it more wide appeal. But I say you have problems with concussion in football, this is my remedy, and I've had this discussion. Golf has this right. People are so much stronger and faster and quicker than they ever were. Tiger Woods and Rory McElroy, all of them are booming the ball 340, 50 miles an hour on average. That's not even a good drive for them. So golf said we have to make these golf courses tougher. So they made them longer, okay? Football guys are stronger, faster, and the field is still the same size. If you want to get rid of concussions in football, there's two things you can do. Number one, make the field bigger, wider, and longer, and also shorten the season. And I say that with every sport. The hockey arena should be larger. The football field should be larger just like what golf has done. Golf has evolved with the athlete. None of the other sports have. You know,
1: I know we joke around on the show a lot, but I've a serious thing that could help all these sports. What's that? Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley, bring him back. Now,
0: <laughs> he should be in an NFL now, quarterback. Let me ask
1: you this. How much is entertainment and how much is is athleticism and sports? Like like, for example, the wild, do they need to win or will people still go there? I ask you the Cubs. We have the Timberwolves here. Will mm-hmm. the Timberwolves ever win anything? I mean, we had a period when we had some retreads. We had uh, uh, Latrell Sprewell. Liedner. Well, he uh, he started it. Yeah. Came came out of Duke. But I'm going to ask you. I mean, how much of it is WWE entertainment and how much is really sports? Do they? Do you think, like, the Wild even needs to win? Would people just keep watching them?
0: No, I mean, it's proven fact. You take a look at the Timberwolves, the, the University of Minnesota golfers, Minnesota, there are so many things to do that we are extremely fickle. If you're not winning in Minnesota, you won't get the support. Um, The Minnesota Wild had a honeymoon period. They were brand new, like I said, for those inaugural years. They were terrible. They weren't winning. But people were so starved for hockey, they didn't care. They were there to watch the Wild, but they were there to watch the teams that played the Wild.
1: Well, how about fake winning, like the Vikings? And then, and then, Well, yeah, the fans, I bleed purple. No matter what they do. It doesn't matter if they win. They say that only when the Vikings are
0: winning. But you watch. There were many times when the Vikings didn't do very well and there was threatened blackouts because people weren't going, and then Pillsbury would buy those 10,000 seats to ensure that it would get on. But
1: my point is, I mean, you get people, and I understand that, you know, Red McCombs and that, Ziggy Wolf, and they, they, they got them to build a billion-dollar stadium. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're saying that, keep in mind, though, the Minnesota Vikings are probably our only professional sports franchise that wins on a consistent basis. You look at the Timberwolves who never
1: win. I that's, mean, what I, that's what I was saying, but they're still making money, obviously, the targets. They're there. not.
0: According, if you listen to the owner um, who you just brought up, thanks to Aspartame, I can't remember anything anymore, um, he's not making money. He is, every year pulls money out of his pocket to keep the Timberwolves going here in Minneapolis. I call them – the Timberwolves have the Detroit Lion syndrome. You keep losing, you keep getting top draft picks, but yet you still keep losing. How do you snap out of that? I mean, is it management? Is it your scouting? There, something is broken with the Minnesota Timberwolves. You cannot be that bad for that many years. And their numbers have declined. The Minnesota Twins are a prime example. Their seats, they generally have about 20,000 season ticket holders. Well, when they had the brand-new stadium, there's the honeymoon period. They knew of that course, there's the brand-new stadium exactly. I'm talking about. And then they had the, the year where they were going to host the All-Star game. But their numbers are – you can see them. They're declining, 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 declining. They're losing 100 games a year. You will have your diehards. Like you say, oh, I bleed purple. I bleed Minnesota Twins. They'll go because they enjoy baseball or football. You need to get the fan who has money and looking to jump on the bandwagon. Those are the ones that are going to support uh, you and
1: only – Well, then play. we have the taxpayers too. What we're, about taxpayers? We're, we're paying for these stadiums. I, I mean, love they, that when people say that. How much have you paid for that stadium? They roll – listen. They yeah. roll it onto your when you go downtown Minneapolis, which I don't do anymore. So you're not paying a dime for it. The taxpayers are. So if you're making, if you're a business, what other business? I mean, are you saying, are you saying that all these other companies thrive off it? It's kind of like an airport, so they're all making money off it. Therefore, we should spend the money. I mean, there's an argument there too. But I'm saying Ziggy Wolf is making a ton of dough, and then he's getting other people to pay for it. So
0: well, there's no question he. He captured the Vikings at a good time. He was able to get the stadium. But if he doesn't have a winning product, um, like I said, they're fairly consistent. They'll go to the playoffs probably one every three years.
1: That's acceptable for a sports franchise. Let me ask you about playoffs. So, I mean, wild card, should we get rid of that? No, no. I think one of the so pe- want So, you want more people in the playoffs?
0: No, no, you didn't say that. Do I want more than what we currently have?
1: No. What year did the wild card come in? That's Basically a great question. 80s. Yeah, that's
0: a wild. that's a Google boy question. I don't know.
1: But. but my point is, you know, they're 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 trying to get more teams in more excitement. Like like what I used to talk about fantasy football. Mm-hmm. I think fantasy football's brilliant because it gets people to watch other games. Right. But then you said that doesn't translate to viewership because they're doing it on their phone.
0: No, I didn't say that at all, but I said that um, fantasy football drives the beast. I mean, there are people that have huge parties for the draft. And I was in a fantasy football league. I can't do it. I got kicked out because of my ADHD. I didn't set my lineups, and people wanted me to win and stuff like that.
1: Well, you get into it where is it a game or is it something that you have to be on all the time? Like a lot of people, like auto draft versus, you know, getting in there every five minutes tweaking it. It's a numbers game, so there's some of those nerds that – yeah, I can see how they wouldn't like it. Yeah, in terms of,
0: well, there's some guys that put a lot of time and energy into this. And when the season's over, their record was exactly the same as mine. It's a hobby for some people. That's all what it is. They love the sports. They love to tinker. They go in there every day to see who's on waivers. They want to tweak this, tweak that. I was like, no, here's my lineup goal. If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose.
1: Now, the NFL, do you think over the years they've had chances where people have tried to make the XFL in different leagues? Do you think the NFL would be wounded enough where another league could actually make it? No, I'd be shocked. I think it's really entrenched. Um,
0: there are you have it's it's already said. Look at look at California. How many teams do they have already? They have um three four teams, and of course they're constantly moving. I can't even keep track of it. I don't ever see another, especially in head-to-head competition. I know the XFL tried to do it differently. They waited till the season was over. And then they would go and start their season, which was a smart move because you're not competing against the NFL.
1: But but their ratings are dropping. They were dropping. Yes, they were. Unless people are watching, soccer is chipping away. Do you think soccer in America will ever be big?
0: Well, and people always ask that question. I have daughters. We've played soccer for ten. It's, it's already big here in, in America. No, but you know
1: what I mean. Yeah, it's I, is it. I mean, turn on the TV. I mean, fantasy soccer leagues, things that are for the average person, not that – You know, there's always going to be the. You know, soccer. I understand it's a it's a worldwide phenomenon. but I'm talking about in America.
0: Yeah, I think that the more you have uh, immigrants moving into the United States, hopefully legally, when they cross the borders, um, they're big football fans, and I don't mean. NFL football, I mean soccer football. Uh, FIFA is an EA sports. It's one of the number one selling games. I mean, soccer has mass worldwide appeal. Bar none, probably one of the number one sports watched over the NFL across the world, but not here in the United States. And like you said, 10% decline in NFL viewership. This could be the beginning. I'm not going to say the end, but the beginning for the NFL to realize soccer's chipping away at it. Um, hockey is chipping away at it.
1: Well, you look at Mm Coca-Cola. Years ago, that was it. That was a soft drink, Mm Coca-Cola. That's what you drank. And then in the distant behind was Pepsi-Cola. And then people's changes, you know, health reasons. So NFL, years ago, was a juggernaut. You're like, nothing's going to touch that. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Just like Mm Coca-Cola. It's ubiquitous. You don't say, what are you going to drink? What flavor? You just say Coke.
0: Oh, it's just... So you
1: wonder... If the NFL with, you know, with uh Colin Poopernick and all that and all mm-hmm. that bullshit going on and little things chipping away at it, that if there's, like I said, if there's enough room where there actually could be another football league.
0: Well, I'd be shocked uh, if that ever happened. Um, You
1: take a look at the analogy, look at McDonald's, for instance, when we were. That's another one. That's a perfect example of something back in the day was McDonald's. I mean, that was it. They were everywhere over, you know, 69 billion served. Mm -hmm. And then that got chipped away. Right, and <laughs>
0: by looking at you, I could tell how many of those chips of sixty-nine billion were you. <laughs> Leave the comedy to me. Uh, but you know the NFL. I don't think they're going. You know, you are,
1: you are the sidekick, and I'm going to give you a kick to the side. Thank you. All right, Very go much. ahead. Appreciate that. Um,
0: yeah, I, I, you know, it, it. Could I say that the NFL will will always be in existence? I mean, we talked the Roman Coliseum back in the day, was the activity in the sports. And that's gone. I mean, at that time, there was thousands of people that would go to the Roman Coliseum and watch the Christians get torn apart by the Lions. That's what you did. And it was considered fun and sport. Um, Right now, our Roman Coliseum is NFL football. And yeah, you've got millennials and people who didn't grow up on it. And pretty soon there's going to be um xbox this reality game and they even have professional xboxers that go at it i
1: saw on the consumer electronics show they said the vr wasn't that big of a deal is it still to me seems like a gimmick without going into vr and stuff but i don't think i think vr i you know to me it's like 3d on tvs I don't want to have to wear the glasses. If you're just going to give me the 3D, I'm not going out of my way to see 3D. 3D was trendy in a fad in VR. And off of that crazy tangent, we're going to wrap this show up. Johnny Rage, did you have a good time today? Um, I'm going to try it in 3D glasses next time and see if it... You're going to listen in 3D a, glasses? Yeah,
0: and we'll see, and then I'll give you my answer.
1: Well, I know I had a great time, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. We enjoy and love everyone out there. And Johnny Rage wants to make love to most of you out there. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Amish Baby Machine podcast. The Amish Baby Machine podcast is available on iTunes and on the Stitcher radio app, available for iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Please follow us on Twitter at Amish Baby Machine and visit our webpage www.armishbabymachine.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production, all rights reserved.